The pastor has friends everywhere, but most particularly in London. Oliver Cromwell himself is in London, living in the palace of the king he helped to the scaffold. And the Lord Protector is ill, so violently and mysteriously, that some believe only witchcraft could be responsible, or the secret hand of an assassin. With every day bringing old Ironsides closer to death, the land is in turmoil. Cromwell's spymasters are arresting anyone thought to be plotting against his rule. Secret missives are flying across the channel to the king in exile, Charles II. And everywhere, people are wondering what will happen when Cromwell finally dies. Time is running out for Cromwell, for the Protectorate of England, and for the Finch family in jail. Falling Down London Bridge London, England, 29th of August, 1658 There's London Bridge! Luca cried. We're almost there at last. A great stone edifice loomed over them. Shops lined the street, each with houses piled on top, higgledy-piggledy with gables and windows and chimneys that filled the air with a brown haze of smoke. On one side of the cart, a man held up dead hens by their feet, shouting, Get your chickens here, young and plump. Beside him, a woman shouted, Asparagus, fresh picked. Live eels, oh, live eels, oh. Rabbits, rabbits, pots to mend, kettles and pots. All around their cart, people were walking and talking, running and riding, shouting and cheering, hammering and haranguing. Above it all was the constant churning of the corn mills built into the arches of the bridge. Woken by the noise, Sweetheart stirred and sat up, straw surging away from her bulk. Shh, Sweetheart, down, Sweetheart, Amelia called. Grumpily, the old bear lay down again. Stupid old bear, Luca said. I wish we didn't have to drag her about with us everywhere. Amelia bit back a sharp retort. She knew they were both exhausted from the last few weeks of constant running and hiding, and weighed down with worry over their families. It was harder for Luca, though. She had all her faith invested in the magic of the chain of charms, but Luca had no such comfort. He thought the fate of his family rested solely in his hands, and if he could not come up with some way to rescue them, they would all die. We'll find the butterfly in amber. Don't you worry. Amelia promised her family silently. Somehow. It was gloomy between the tall buildings, for the sun was already low in the sky, reminding them that yet another day had passed. Amelia had never much noticed the passing of time before. One day had always passed much like another, marked only by the changes in the seasons. Now she was acutely conscious of every minute, every hour. Each evening... As the sun set in bloody streaks in the west, it reminded her cruelly that her family was one day closer to their trial, one day closer to being condemned to death. Hurry, 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 her heart told her, and her tired body tried to obey. The cart passed under the heavy portcullis. Screeching birds wheeled overhead. Amelia looked up, only to recoil in horror. Impaled on long sticks on top of the gate 
were a number of grotesque human heads, some no more than bone and gaping cavities, others still covered with rotting flesh, their long, thin hair blowing in the breeze. The smell was foul. Amelia gagged and pressed her hand over her mouth. "'Come to London town for work, have we, sweetie?' an impudent young man shouted. "'I hear the keeper of the heads needs a hand. I could recommend you.' One of his friends howled with laughter. Oh, bad choice of words. The keeper of the heads has too many hands up there already. And legs and feet, too. Watch out one doesn't fall on you. Amelia shuddered, and the young men laughed again. Luca urged the pony on, and Amelia gasped. What did they mean? Hands are up there, too. And feet. Traders are cut into four, and a limb placed on every gate into the city. Luca said flatly, didn't you know?